0: Hello, fellow brethren. So I wanted to talk about a couple of topics here. Uh, kind of, I'm going to try to combine these a little bit uh, as well. But so I want to talk about the love of God, uh, the forgiveness of God, and also uh, unity. And while in some ways it may sound kind of uh, kind of odd on different, these are different topics. But uh, I'm going to try to combine some of these, and um, hopefully this will all come together in the end. You know the spirit willing it'll come together um so to start with you know, we hear often that you know from the world that you know uh, god is love you know you know that uh, god loves me uh and stuff and that's and that can even come you know from um, the mouth of a sinner someone that's even not a believer for example or maybe they're a new age that kind of thing and um you know there's i think a a big misconception here, oftentimes. And while you know, yeah, in a in a way, you know, God does love all of His creation. Uh, so in that sense, it's true. And all all humanity uh, was originally uh, created in the image of God. Um, so in that sense of a creator, you know, with His creation, there is you know there is a sense of love there. But, you know, similar to, it kind of reminds me of the uh, parable of the uh, prodigal son, and even in that situation, um, even before the prodigal returns uh, back to the father, um, but before that, you know, the, the father, you know, loves the son and has tried to raise him right and has tried to, you know, correct his path, and, uh, and in this case, surely he's praying for him and hoping he returns uh, you know, uh, unscathed, if you will, and, um, you know, but even in this situation, the ultimate decision is of the prodigal son, uh, whether he returns or not, you know, uh, whether he sees the error of his ways or not is ultimately the decision of the prodigal son if he decides to return, um, you know, many may not, you know, in that example, the son does return and has received. With open arms by the Father, which does show the mercy and forgiveness of the Heavenly Father, that there is an opportunity there to be reconciled with Him, and of course, you know that the only way you can be reconciled is through the Son. Okay, so, but let's not let's not think for a moment that the, that this love of the creation let's not think for a moment that that's going to um, you know counteract the sense of justice uh, and sense of righteousness that the Almighty Father uh, represents and that He is that's just His being there's, there is totally righteous truth uh, glory you know there's uh, you know it's just there's nothing you know love He, he is love so anyone that's you know, representing the world, you know, would be the opposite of those things. Opposite of truth, opposite of love, uh, the opposite of righteousness is you know, so obviously unrighteousness. And so, they're you know, you're you know, anyone outside of that relationship with the father ultimately is the opposite of the father. And yes, they were created in the image of God, uh, but they have bore the sins of the world and are no longer look like the father okay they now look like their father the devil okay that's who that's the actions and the will uh, that they have chosen uh, amongst the amongst the two options Uh, most of the world chooses to follow the the enemy okay they choose to follow the will of the world and of the enemy Uh, Those that choose the uh, the other path, the narrow path, can can become sons and daughters of the Almighty Father, and that's the better path in terms of eternity. That's much further, much better path uh, to choose is a narrow path. Is it an easy path? No, absolutely not, because there is you know much sacrifice that has to be done for those that truly want to continue on the narrow path and there are a few that find it for sure most want to get comfortable and sit in the church pew for you know 15 20 years and go one one day a week and call it a day you know and i realized when i was you know fairly young that you know that doesn't make sense when you you when you read the scriptures uh, that's just a very you know, haphazard and uh, lazy version of Christianity that sadly infiltrated uh, the faith you know, many years ago, um, especially here in America and probably all Western Europe and stuff. That, um, this idea of just going to church and, um, and, and that church is a building, all those kind of things. But I don't want to get too far into that. So, But this idea that... The that God's forgiveness is unconditional is a mistake, and we see that with examples like uh, Noah and the flood. That you know there was there was an end to uh, you know to God's uh, you know his, his lack of justice, right? His it was, there was ultimately there was going to be there had to be a wrath that had to be satisfied. Okay, and we see that with Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, throughout Scripture, we see this with the fall of uh, of Jerusalem um, and stuff. So, uh, you know, so multiple times we see this as kind of the rise and fall of nations, and that ultimately, as the sins uh, of the people, of that nation or of those people uh, rise up, and eventually, it it um, you know I don't know how we don't know we're not really instructed on how uh, you know that, how that's measured. But ultimately, we know once the sins are, are full, fulfilled, uh, then we know judgment must come, okay? And it's the same sense in our, in our own lives and our own walk. So we have to be very, very careful with how we walk and how we talk. And, you know, how, are we actually exuding uh, righteousness? and Are we representing the faith in our daily walks? And I even speak to myself in this. That uh, these are things I'm working on myself. So let's not think that you know forgiveness is a given, okay? And we don't know what our next breath is going to be. We don't know if we're going to wake up uh, tomorrow. Uh, we may not even wake up tomorrow, and this may be our last day. And so, you know, what would we do differently if today was our last day? What would we do differently today? And stuff. So that's something really to think about. So what I wanted to go in to talk about unity, uh, because we see in Scripture, there's always a sense of, you know, in the Old Testament, it was, you know, be ye separate, right? So Israel was supposed to be separate from other nations. They weren't supposed to copy the pagan nations. Um, now, you know, even in, um, you know, true biblical Christianity, then, you know, we're supposed to be separate from... The world separate from the nations as well. Okay. And with that, we we you know there's there's scriptures talking about a unity, and we talk about Messiah is one with the Father, right? Um, so that he was one with the Father, and then he says to you know that we should be one, and you know, he he you know that Messiah is in us, okay, he's in the father, and that we are one as a church, okay. The bride is supposed to be one, um, one connected unit with the father, as well through Messiah. Okay, so it's supposed to be a unity uh, amongst each other, uh, including the church, and that's something that's really sadly been ripped asunder uh, through the world and uh, just you know corruption and uh, so many different uh, you know so-called churches and stuff. And again, these uh, churches in a building—I'm uh, definitely not saying that—but it, um, it's something that's been ripped apart. And really, what's funny is when you study some of the, got uh, like the church history and the Anabaptist movement, especially, um, you do kind of see, though, that the ultimate—you uh, know—the ultimate weapon that worked uh, for for Satan was to stop persecuting the church. And uh, actually um, make it make it acceptable to bring it in-house and into Rome as in, and make it the predominant religion you know and dictated and stuff and uh, that was ultimately um, really that was really the fall of Christianity. If you look at if you really look at it like I said the Anabaptist history and, and stuff, that's the real fall and um, you know some some people think that Constantine uh, was a Christian but if you really look at it he uh, he was really a pagan that um, he just added in uh, Christianity amongst his other beliefs and it was a real uh, you know grand deception at the time in, in an infiltration of the church uh, that um, really destroyed it uh, for the large part destroyed uh, the bulk of Christianity at the time. Uh, so it was a very cunning and deceptive uh, thing. And of course, out of that comes the Antichrist beast system of of, uh, of the Roman Catholic Church and all of its uh, denominations that fell out of that. Uh, so, and this is the opposite really of uh, the unity that Messiah talks about uh, the unity with, with Him and the Father. That's really the opposite of it. I would say the Anabaptist. Uh, most of them, anyway, exuded that that unity, that oneness uh, with the Father. And so, we have to question our own walk. That you know, do we do we exude this oneness with the Father and the Son, and, and also the Church? At some point, hopefully, um, Messiah came to serve. Do we come to serve? Okay, are we here serving? Are we serving others? Or are we serving ourselves? Do we feed the poor? Or do we feed ourselves? Do we help the sick? Or do we make people sick? Do we visit uh, the imprisoned? Or do we imprison others? Do we care for the widow and orphans? Or do we ignore them? Do we clothe the naked? Or do we scoff? So there's many in this list can go on and on, but there's many things like this that we're told, you know, to clothe the naked. We're told these things, you know, to you know, help the poor, uh, heal the sick. All these things we're told throughout Scripture. Okay? it was very. It, those are honorable things. And so, you know, the question is though, do we do them, or are we too busy? Are we too busy with our own, our own, you know, building our small kingdoms? here on earth in this physical realm that's uh, basically a board game You know, we, we have monopoly money we play with that we call money uh, we've got little houses little you know uh, houses and dwelling places that's going to burn at the end of the day These, all these things are going to perish all this flesh is going to perish all the relationships uh, in terms of the world all these things will perish they will be gone and what's going to be left at the end of the day None of these things, none of these possessions can we take to us to the grave. We cannot take them uh, into anywhere after death. So it's something that we have to keep in mind that, you know, ultimately, you know, are are we really, honestly, if we look at our, our lives, are we united with God through the Son? Are we united? Do we, uh, you know, do we talk like Messiah does? Uh, and And also the apostles you know those are all examples for us to follow you know we should be increasingly learning and talking like them, understanding these concepts, understanding these doctrines as the Holy Spirit teaches us these things, and continuing to move forward i'm not saying anyone's going to be perfect immediately I'm not saying that because i'm definitely uh, not there either, but what I am saying is we need to be on the path okay it's a narrow path, but we need to be heading for it we need to be striving to be there and hopefully with that with the merciful God you know he will give us one more breath one more day one more week one more month and year to continue to stride to get there and ultimately it's his decision whether we get another get another chance we get another get that next breath or not so Let's prayerfully consider our walk today and if we are on the path to unity with the Father through the Son. Be blessed, Messiah.